0: Exploring the healing and culture building practices of embodied anti racism. This is With Love and Justice for All with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isla.
1: Good afternoon, or good morning, or good evening. I'm Reverend Kelly Isla. It depends on what, what time you're listening. Uh, this is uh, With Love and Justice for All. With Reverend Ogenholder and myself, where we have conversations around embodied racism, dismantling oppression, and um, the challenges that often arise for spiritual seekers—whether individual individuals or collectively, whole communities—to to be in conversation around um, racism and oppression in in all its forms. Really, um, this is a pre-record meaning we have recorded this and we are uh, it's, it's playing for you on January 11th. And today we are going to talk about Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which is on January 17th. And normally we would invite you to call in 816-251-3555 if you wanted to join in the conversation. But I'm saying the number and you're listening to it because you're gonna write it down so that you can use it for future shows to call in. Um, you can always message us on Facebook and Instagram um, and our handle there is at get our holy on. So, either place you can send a message and um, give us feedback. And I think that's before we jump into uh, talking about Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which is coming up on, as I said, January 17th, which is also now considered a day of service. Um, anything you want to add before we get going, Ogan?
0: Um, No, I don't. I don't think so. Other than if you are um, a reader, a subscriber of Unity Magazine, Um, I do have a column called Love and Justice for All. And I do write about Martin Luther King, Jr. in that. And I'll make some references to that in the show today. But um, but fair warning, as I tend to do, I might say some stuff that gets under your skin a little bit. Just remember it is not, it is not uh, accusatory. It is an invitation to ponder. Remember that. Uh, what was that um, things that make you go, hmm? Yeah.
1: Things that make you go, hmm?
0: Yeah. So, so, so that's that's always the framework in which I invite you to listen to us, to read what we write, whether it's, whether it's my column with Love and Just for All or Kelly's column, um, 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 contemporary and classic, classic and contemporary column that she also writes in Unity Magazine. Anything that that we that we do, always notice when what you hear bristles you a little bit. Right. And if it's bristling you and you're feeling uncomfortable with what we have to say, that's that's where you need to take take the look, take take the lean into it. Right. Not, not be defensive. Lean in. Go like, well, why should this bother me? What is what is it maybe consciously or unconsciously? I know that they're saying that I'm I'm having trouble with. Right. And and again, invitation, invitation for diving deeper within yourself. Um, we're not, we're not calling, we're not calling anyone out. We're inviting you in and inviting you up as they yeah. say. So, yeah.
1: And it's, uh, you know, uh, yes. So I would say ditto to the, to the disclaimer, the caveat, the, you know, you've been told ahead of time. You've been and warned. You've been yes, warned. Been warned. <laughs> right.
0: Disclaimer. As, you've been, and you've especially, uh,
1: it, it seems interesting, or some people may think a little, um, like, weird, like, why would you say all that? We're talking about Martin Luther King Jr. Like, who doesn't love this guy? And, and for me, um, I already know that there's some things that I'll say that that will that people may get activated about. Because we do have a tendency and when I say you many, you know, white um individuals to be really performative, about it. Like we'll use quotes from Martin Luther King Jr. just because we like to use quotes and share them on social media. But yes. but what's really behind it? <clears throat> like is there any is there any action around it behind it? Are you really embodying? Um, and sadly and not,
0: not only that, not only that, we're we are very selective in the quotes that we use right we use we use the comfortable quotes yes we We use quotes like uh i've decided to stick with love hate is too great a burden to bear oh the favorite the favorite that gets that gets put out there a lot darkness cannot drive out darkness only light can do that hate cannot drive out hate only love can do that uh, we, we, we love, we love that. We love, uh, hate paralyzes life. Love releases it. Hate confuses life. Love harmonizes it, which is, which is like right up unity's alley. Right. Cause what did Charles mm-hmm. Fillmore say? Love loves the great harmonizer. Love brings things together. Love harmonizes. So we all about those Martin Luther King quotes and we use them quite often because they're comfortable. We can align with them. They don't challenge us. Um, and and in the article I wrote, I I shared some of the more challenging quotes, especially yes. the more challenging quotes to white readers and, yes. and 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 white listeners. Because let's not forget who Martin Luther King Jr. was. He was he was on, in his day the preeminent civil rights activist, civil rights leader. He was he was not about quote necessarily just harmonizing and bringing people together. He was speaking to injustices and speaking to the perpetrators of injustice. Yes. So in his in his in his well, well-known, but but seldom quoted in unity and new thought circles letters from Berman Ham Jail, he talks about yeah. he who passively accepts evil is as much involved in it as he who helps to perpetuate it. He who accepts evil without protesting against it is really cooperating with it. Yeah. And and the one I like the most, which I think, again, speaks to unity specifically, is it has the word order in it, because, you know, in unity, we love us some divine order. Uh, we often misunderstand it but, but,
1: but we but wait 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 we love some divine order when we put it outside of ourselves
0: right it's all
1: in divine order like right. it's something out there you know
0: yes yes we love us some divine order when we think it's coincidence yes <laughs> we, we we misinterpret it that way but he but yes. he says he says this the negro's great stumbling block is his stride Toward sorry, let me rephrase that. The Negro's great stumbling block in his stride toward freedom is not the Ku Klux Klaner, but the white moderate who is more devoted to order than to justice. Who prefers a negative peace, which is the absence of tension, to a positive peace, which is the presence of justice. And that negative peace, the the more devoted to order and negative peace, the absence of tension and 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 we love us some lack of tension in in unity churches and community and again let's be clear i'm not calling anyone out i'm i'm throwing myself under the bus i'm i'm raising my hand my hand and going you know many years as a minister i was that the perpetrator of that order of that negative piece as well i did my fair share of that so please don't hear me getting thinking I'm on my high horse pointing fingers. And I'm saying I was there, did it, done that, got the t-shirt, ready to move on uh, to, to creating the tension that brings it brings in the presence of justice, um, which is, which is a lot harder, it turns out. And a lot less popular, apparently. Um, if you haven't yeah. heard or if you haven't heard or uh, feedback from friends and frenemies episode. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, last month uh listen listen to that one um so so yeah
1: well it's also we uh, often and you know we can i can say unity or new thought but but even other you know spiritual communities um we think of love we think of peace we think of harmony you know these these words um you know how we, we even when you say the beloved community which is a a term mm-hmm. that you know that he certainly used Martin Luther King Jr. and and talked about and and you know um, railed against anything that stood in its way, you know, of having a beloved community. That even so, those words we have a tendency in spiritual circles to think that those mean like that like calmness. Yeah. Right. And and they don't. No, they don't. They just don't, and the same thing with love. We think it's this sentimental, mushy, you know, feeling. When the way that he's using it, the way that um, that others, you know, in, like a rep, like the late uh, Representative John Lewis, the way they talk about love is it is um, it's hard, it's messy, and it it requires work and protesting and pushing. And we're gonna. I have a feeling. I know we need to jump into. We want we want to talk a little bit about who Martin Luther King Jr. was because I don't, I don't think people know as much as they may think. Um, uh, But, but even the, 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 oh, I I can't even find the words I'm looking for now. But the, the idea of, um, of that beloved community of the the resistance thing that somehow we're not supposed to push back. And yet that's what he preaches. Um,
0: And not only not only did he preach it but he did it he, yes he, he talked to yeah. talk he walked to talk and it cost and, him his life and it cost him his life and it cost yeah. the lives of many people at that at, yes. at that time it cost the lives of people today yes uh, as, as, as as we're talking as we're talking about it um so yeah. so yeah so today that's what we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna pay tribute a little bit we're gonna tell you some things you may know about Martin Luther King Jr. some things you may not know about him and 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 the and this day like the fact that this day almost didn't happen uh um martin luther king jr is a national holiday it took a while for it for it to happen right because mm-hmm. he was he was assassinated in 60 68 yeah, i was about to say nine i was like anything that was right 68 and 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 this didn't and this didn't happen as a national holiday till till when was it again? You oh, should, I should
1: 19
0: I didn't see. I didn't. Pre, I didn't. Re, I didn't review the notes. Can you tell?
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, uh, nineteen. I want to say
0: eighty-six. Yeah, that sounds right. Mid-eighties is what I was about to say. Yeah. 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 Um. So. So. Anyways. Um. Yeah. Despite that. Despite that shaky lean, and trust me, we we know we we know what we're talking about.
1: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> we you don't think, have all the dates down well you know it's well we weren't like... we
0: weren't following we weren't following this we aren't following the script we have a script we have we have bullet points and we're just like all over the place right now because we because that's who we are that's how we
1: that's how we go <laughs> that's how yes, we, it's 1986
0: we create we create plans to abandon them
1: <laughs> right 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 so you <laughs> have some when you do get lost you can come
0: back to the there you yeah. go There. there you go there you yep. go I was going to say we can edit this in post, but I honestly don't want to work that hard. So we can just leave right. it in. <laughs> no. We just no. leave it in.
1: And if anyone's, if you've listened to us, you know we, we wander, but we always come home.
0: We are, we are being exactly who we always are. We're on point. <laughs> we're not going to, we're not going to fool you. We're going to bring us, bring you genuine okay. us scattered right. all over the place. So, so uh, let's, let's jump in. Um, tell us about, tell us about Martin Luther King Jr. and, and the thing that you told me today, which I didn't learn, learned something every day, apparently he wasn't born Martin. No,
1: he was born. His name was Michael. His name was Michael. Michael Luther King.
0: Did um, he go Martin Luther because of, you know, that other Martin Luther? Yes. And he was like, you yes. know like, yeah, let's let's yep. let's really start some trouble and change today. the
1: The revolutionary, the Protestant Reformation, led by Martin Luther. Yes, uh, mid sixteenth century um that's yes so he now i
0: wonder though was was current martin luther king's current uh you know our contemporary martin luther king was he aware of the original martin luther king's anti-semitism i'm curious uh
1: yeah that i don't know
0: i don't know either i think what he what he uh uh i'm you know
1: in in my own studies and learning i feel confident what he was most attached to was you know Martin Luther nails these 95 pieces yeah, the reformer the says, yeah the reformer that say no i don't think so you know anybody can look at scripture anybody can read you know it was this equity kind of thing it yeah. was the bringing bringing you know giving access um exactly. and pointing to what's what's wrong with the system
0: Um, and let's and let's be clear our our heroes are human they are complicated uh martin luther king jr himself as 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 well um so so yeah i don't know again again off script off script
1: (laughs) well he was born in 1929 i think uh people i don't know that i mean he he was he was murdered in uh april 1968 and you know born in 1929 so he wasn't even 40 years old yeah he um, was but young. if you think I about forget that yeah but think about um 1929 like what was what was the world you know like um in 1929 i mean that was the year you know he was born in january 1929 and then the the wall street crash is what mm-hmm. october november something um uh, i don't even actually remember that part what when in 1929 but the the great depression right yep. the crash of wall street so and born in georgia he was born to the son of a baptist minister and in fact his um he um his not just his father was a a minister a baptist minister but so was his grandfather and i believe his great-grandfather
0: yep it was um, a family it was a family tradition almost yeah, one one could call it. Um, oh, can I do a quick? Can I? Can I do yeah. a quick apropos for nothing segue around around Great Depression and Roaring Twenties, and right before it was the Great Influenza. So mm-hmm. so yep. it's like you know we had the Great Influenza, and then people came out of that, and it was like we're so happy to get back to all the stuff in Roared the Twenties and the excesses of the twenties and then the great crash and the great depression. So let that be a warning for us as we, <laughs> when, when we, when we finally get a handle of this COVID thing, let's not go too nuts. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um,
1: uh, but his uh, he, yeah, he's got a long, a long line of, of Baptist preachers. Um, he says that this is my being and my heritage Um yeah. He uh um, has sometimes been referred to as the unchristian Christian. uh the unchristian. He, yeah, because he he uh you know he liked to he was a little bit of a disruptor, you know, something that worked. Just a little it. bit. Um so he so he comes from this very long line and, and his uh his great his great grandfather was born in eighteen ten. Eighteen ten. So would have been, you know, so imagine the world in 1810. So he's a, an old slavery time preacher. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so it's just this, you know, when we talk about, you know, when we, when we, when we talk about embodied anti-racism in every episode that we do, there's, there's, whether we bring it up or not, there is this element of our lineage of our ancestry. And I think it's, for me, it's important to, to, to just see, um, Uh, to look at this history, to look at, at, you know, where does somebody come from and what is it that shapes us and what is it that, um, that's, that kind of drives where we go and what we do. And um, I think that this, his history and his family and, and being born in Georgia and, and um, uh, with such a, you know, it's, it, what, people may not realize is having this lineage of these preachers, his father, his grandfather, his great grandfather, you know, one of the things that the church has done for centuries is they actually keep histories. They keep family histories, like families had a Bible, right? And, and churches keep records, kept records of births and deaths and, and baptisms and, and marriages and, and everything. And so I, you know, having that, um, having that element um, you know, as part of your lineage, I think I, I don't know that this is true, but uh, but I do believe that that you know could be a, a source of you know the stories, the family stories and the family you know histories and the values and what's important and and who was doing what like he may be one of these people that knows a little bit more about his past than others. Um, other you know m- many African Americans, you know, you get past grandparents, and yeah. there's almost nothing. Um, so um, anyway, he he um, he received a doctorate degree in theology, um, and he uh, and he actually received multiple uh, doctoral degrees that were given to him um, a little bit later in life. But he he's the the Amer- African American civil rights movement leader, like he, that was his, um, that's what he did. And that was the, the movement and the momentum um, that he got going and kept going. And he advocated for civil disobedience and nonviolent resistance to the segregation that was in the South. Um, and I, these are those two terms that, that I think come back to like those quotes that we like in unity, the civil disobedience and the nonviolent resistance yeah. that we think we hear civil and we hear nonviolent and we think that means like no ripples in the water. And right. it's actually not that.
0: Um, yeah, um, they were they were they were training sessions about how to do sit-ins and yep. what to do when you were attacked, when yep. you were harassed, they, when you got and arrested and when you got arrested. So so this wasn't this wasn't again about that uh, passive peace. Um right so it was uh, many, many, many lives were, were endangered. Uh, Many lives were lost um, during, during that time, including his, of course. And, uh, um, and, and, you know, we, we, we perhaps, we perhaps know him best for that uh, speech he gave at Lincoln's Memorial, right. During the, uh, the March in Washington. Um, But, but what we sometimes um often forget is that the the full name of that was it was a march in Washington for jobs as well. So so it was really about it's really about that that equity piece that that he was striving for, not just equity in terms of of civil rights, but but employment, payment, um rights, uh, rights for women, even though they weren't um really again, sexism played its part um they they weren't as elevated i think uh, a lot of times in the civil rights movement at the time um but but there was this this general equality around around things he was sent to to advocate on behalf of like striking sanitation workers and things like that um there was really not much that was glamorous about what he did until the later years um I, I, i would i would say
1: well, he, um, the, uh, yeah, it was, it was called the the March on Washington um, for jobs uh, and freedom. And, um, and the, later on uh, for the, you know, kind of mid late sixties, a huge part of his focus was on um, economic rights for poor Americans. Yes. Um, and that hasn't, an, even though he, you know, his, Um, In 1964 was the Civil Rights Act um, uh, that he, you know, one of the two great successes was that, was the Civil Rights Act of 1964, um, which supposedly prohibited racial discrimination in employment and education and outlawed racial segregation in public facilities. And I say supposedly because it still goes on, Um, but in in terms of a, a law. Right. And then the other was the abolishing um, the ratification of the 24th Amendment, which abolished the poll tax, um, which was highly um, um, lucrative for government. And yeah. um, but not, you know, but was a, a huge economic burden. Um, so his so his and, he, and, and
0: oh, quick quick note on the poll tax, <laughs> when we talk about uh, voter disenfranchisement and we think things like that are, are done. Uh, no, they're not. Um, and I think I mentioned this in a show before. Um, was it last year? Uh, in Florida, they voted to let um, formerly incarcerated um, inmates vote. Because, you know, in most places, if you serve prison time, you lose your right to vote. You right. paid your debt to society, I'm air quoting, paid your debt to society by being in prison, but let's punish you some more by stripping you of that fundamental constitutional right to vote. Well, they'd had enough uh, and and thanks to mason grassroots movement they changed that in florida and former inmates could vote and then and then the government said uh, in florida said hold on not so fast before you can do that you need to make sure that you've paid all fees associated with your incarceration your imprisonment and all that okay. sort of stuff which was beyond the reach of many people um because again you know most of them um Poor, most of them people of color. In fact, uh, you know LeBron James actually. This was shortly before the presidential election. I think LeBron James actually came out and paid a lot of those uh, fees so that people could then vote. So, so, um, so trust me, as we as we say, uh, you know, white supremacy. It's it adapts, it changes, it finds a lot of ways to still be present in
1: mm-hmm. ways
0: that are that are
1: technically legal,
0: uh, yeah. but vastly unethical. Yes.
1: That's a good way to put it. Technically legal, vastly unethical. There you go. Um, So um, he, uh, you know, we'll shift into um, talking about Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, But he was, I, you know, when I, what I've learned of him is that he was just, I think he was probably busy from the moment he came out of the womb. Um, that he, you know, and he went to. Uh, he graduated from high school at 15. Yeah. Um, you know, he got a bachelor's degree from Morehouse College, which is the the distinguished um, institution in Atlanta um, from which his father and his grandfather both graduated. Um, he went to Crozier Theological Seminary. Um, he and actually was elected president of his senior class, which was mostly. Um, largely white, um, yeah. but yet he was, he was elected president of the class. Um, he then he
0: came up to Boston for some of that nice racism they have up there.
1: Right, yes, and that's where he met and married Coretta Scott, his wife, um, and they had two sons and two daughters, um, but he, he, he's, he was a pastor in a church. It wasn't just going to school and, and you know, getting the degrees and being ordained, but he actually for, uh, became led a led church in Montgomery, Alabama, and always had been you know, very strong worker for civil rights. Um, and he uh, became a member of the, Na- the executive committee for the NAACP, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Um, he took the leadership of the first great um, black nonviolent demonstration um, in the United States, the bus boycott um, described by um, Gunnar Jan. Um, when, when, when Martin Luther King Jr. was given the Nobel Peace Prize, um, but the that bus boycott lasted 382 days um, before the Supreme Court finally said, "Okay, it is unconstitutional to to have segregation on the buses."
0: It was um, it was truly a thing. When we come back from the break, we will talk some more about Martin Luther King and the day itself. You're listening to With Love and Justice for All. You're listening to With Love and Justice for All with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isola. Welcome back to With Love and Justice for All. Reverend Ogan, Reverend Kelly here as well. This is our show around Martin Luther King Jr. We um, are pre-recording this, so if you're just joining us. um, No one told him to take your call. Um, I don't know what Kelly's doing right now, but this is, this is being aired on January uh, 17th, and uh, I should still be on a beach in Barbados right now, I think, on vacation with my family. So I'm assuming that that's what's happening. It's well, weird, no, it's weird.
1: actually airing on the 11th.
0: It's airing on the 11th. Sorry. It's airing on the 11th.
1: We're talking or, about Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which, which is, is the,
0: the 17th. 17th. Gotcha. <clears throat> gotcha. And we're actually recording this on December 17th, a month before martin luther king jr day so that was your peek behind the curtain of what happens here we're all about transparency toward that right. maybe right. <laughs> so uh so yeah so so let's talk a little bit about the the day itself we, we know martin luther king jr day is a national holiday in honor of him and his life and his work um and it's also now uh the national day of service um, but it was a, it was a bit of a struggle to get this day happening. Yes. Um, uh, so so let's talk about let's talk about that journey and how it became the day of service and see where we go from there.
1: Well, yeah, it has. Um, and even though there was this long fight for the holiday that it eventually 15 years. Yeah. Yes. And it eventually became, you know, got on the United States federal calendar And, you know, and schools and businesses and public and private places, um, even to, to, it still faces resistance. Um, And, and sadly,
0: can't can't imagine where.
1: uh, Yes, gosh. Well, yeah, in the South, uh, and it bumps up against um, competing holidays that, that are holidays honoring leaders of the Confederacy.
0: Yes, they were. They those days were. They those days like a, um, was it Robert E. Lee day? Um, mm-hmm. who happened to be born, um, on the nineteenth. Um, yeah, those days were. Uh, were if 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 we have to if we gotta do Martin Luther King, then we can also do Robert E. Lee. And right. you know, um, I don't know of any other country that's had a civil war or some great dispute, and there's still this veneration for the losing side.
1: I uh I don't either. Um and but uh well I'll probably go investigate after we're done recording, <laughs> you know, or in the days and weeks to come because yeah. nothing comes to my mind.
0: Um, yeah. If you if any of you listening know, send us, let us know.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> because yeah.
0: it's 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 fabulous. So part of the part of the part of the not the struggle, yeah, but the struggle, but part of the to to get this happen, um was was Stevie Wonder writing that great happy birthday song yeah like that that song which you know you'll more often than not find being sung on birthdays in black families um that song's all about Martin Luther King Jr and and well and to encourage people to 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 sign on and and drive public support for the holiday
1: the first push for the holiday actually took place just a few days after he was assassinated
0: yeah, those ones. Yeah. Fifteen years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, I mean, yeah. So in 1986, but if you back up 15 years, that's how you get to. Oh, wait, that was just it started from a, a Democratic congressman from Michigan, took it to the floor of Congress and insisted there be this federal holiday. And of course, we you know, that, that just fell on deaf ears. Um, yeah. But, um, and at the time, Conyers was one of the few black people in Congress. And he had been an active member of the civil rights movement for years. He had visited Selma in Alabama in support of King in the Freedom Day in 1965. And uh, anyway, it just, that was the beginning of it. And so um, when it failed the first time, of course, Conyers, um, uh, he just, every year, every year he, Congress after Congress, uh, it would introduce the same bill. And along the way, gathering co-sponsors, yeah. um, and then fifteen years later, um, the congressional—you know—he he, he did enlist the help of the Congressional Black Caucus, um, of which he was a founding member. And fifteen years in the making, I don't know, Ogan, that I've done anything for fifteen years. I find
0: that just—and—and um, uh, and, um, it was President Ronald Reagan who signed it into law in eighty-three it was first it still took another few years to to for it to be to be a national um nationally observed um throughout so that was 86 um fun fact uh, reagan initially opposed to it shocker yeah yep yep
1: um and um the uh in 83, 1983 was that twentieth anniversary of the march on Washington, mm-hmm. um, as well as King's seminal speech, the "I Have a Dream," um, the fifteenth anniversary of his murder, and so things started to to uh, to break loose. But I I I can't imagine. I mean, i I'm, I really can't because I watched the last couple of years and the insanity of, you know, the Congress we currently have. And have had for a few years, and I'm like, it just.
0: I'm surprised that you're surprised.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm I'm regularly surprised. You know me. I mean, me. come on. <laughs> I, I wish it's. I don't know what it is. I wish it was. Um, I guess I just routinely wish we were somewhere other than where we are. I don't think surprise is really the word. Just, I have moments. It's, disappointed. It's disappointed.
0: Yeah. It's disappointing that. It took that long. And we also have to remember that um, even though the law was changed and and, and all these civil rights activity that had happened prompted the, the, the laws to be changed and the civil rights, uh, you know, um, that it didn't mean hearts and minds were changed uh, mm-hmm. the day the law was signed. That, no, that did not happen. That still has not happened. In fact, it wasn't until like 2000 that that every single state um, observed Martin Luther King Jr. Day as a, as a federal holiday. 2000, in case you're doing your math, that was, what, 21 years ago? You, you know what I'm saying? And the bill was yeah. signed into law in, what, 86, 85, 83? Sorry, we just read 83, first observed in 86. So it still took a while for, for states to to acknowledge and encourage folks to observe it. And um, so, so we are, it's a slow moving ship, people, a very slow moving ship, taking a very long, slow turn. Um, And, and, and we're still, we're still not there yet. Um, I know there are some who would say, look at how far we've come and the things that happened in Martin Luther King Jr.'s day didn't, don't happen now, so we're good no that's 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 not um and if you're still saying that especially after uh you know the the last two years i yeah i don't know what to tell you after that but um, right right. but you as as we as we talk right now the police officer who shot dante Wright. um and if you are not familiar with that name please go look it up he's a young man who was shot by a, a white female police officer at a routine traffic traffic stop and she was reaching for her taser and pulled out her gun instead and shot him. And he was like, what, 18, 19 years old. Um, He was a kid. So, so we, we, we still have this going on and this was, and and this was right uh, close to where George Floyd was murdered. In fact, it was not that long afterwards uh, as well. So we're recording this and, and she's finally on trial uh, for that. So, I mean, yeah, we still got, we still got ways to go. Um, but at some point, um, um, the, that, um, Martin Luther King Jr. Day was also, um, appointed as not just a federal holiday, but a day of national service.
1: Yep. In 1994, Congress passed the King Holiday and Service Act, which transformed not just a day dedicated to to honoring uh, this man, but now dedicated to, you know, volunteer service in honor of his legacy. Uh, Cause he was certainly, while he, you know, certainly impacted consciousness, you know, minds and hearts, he was a getter done. You know, like yeah. when I said earlier that he was going at the speed of light, I think probably from the moment he was born, um, he probably skipped over crawling and went straight to walking. Um, but uh, so it became a national day, a day on, not a day off, right? So that even though it's this federal holiday in many organizations, you know, it's a paid day off work, um, but it's, it's a day on, meaning doing something, um, you know, being in service, uh, um, volunteering um, in whatever way you can, because uh, that was how, that was how you, that's how you change this world that you're in. Is you you get up you know I'll say in you know, new thought circles, get up off your affirmations and be yes. out in the world. I like um, that. To, yeah, doing something.
0: And and uh, and, uh, and if you're gonna if you're gonna use one of the uh, nice gentler comforting Martin Luther King quotes around this, remember what he said: Everybody can be great because anybody can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve you don't have to make your subject and verb agree to serve you only need a heart full of grace a soul generated by love and again that generated by love leads to action which is what service is right we're being we're being in compassionate action for others mm-hmm. um services is, is pulling us out of ourselves from our own you know small little circle and orbit and and harmonizing bringing together so uh, so yeah, so so the National Day of Service. Um, so we would like to invite you because um, you're listening to this a few days before uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, if you have not figured out a place to serve, please go do that. I would like to invite you to consider that if you are attending a church or a spiritual community, what you do on Sunday is not going to count. Uh, you might think you might think it counts. I'm in service, which you are, and we love you and honor it for it but stretch a little bit further than what you may usually do. Get out of your comfort zone, find some organizations that you can go volunteer with that pull you out of your comfort zone, as in pull you out of your usual neighborhood, pull you out of the usual faces that you homogenous faces that you might see. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do, do what's needed rather than what you want to do.
0: Exactly. Ooh, that's a good one yeah
1: like that yeah See, I, sometimes I like
0: i'm that. on it i like that do what I challenges you and not what's easy <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah do do what's needed like is it really you know if it makes you a little uncomfortable then that's what you should be doing
0: eh, if it makes you a lot uncomfortable it's a, little, a lot okay sometimes we can handle a little. any can...
1: any amount if it makes you uncomfortable that's where you're supposed to be there you so go. you know when 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 it's hard then dance harder right don't like Mm -hmm. lean into it don't don't go oh this is hard and you know disappear from it um yeah
0: yeah so Um, so i'm sorry where are we going now
1: no i i um i don't know that there's much else i mean there's so many places to volunteer to be they, in service.
0: There are and and we're not going to do your work for you. Go google it. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Google. Sure, I think there's a national service website you can go look at too as well.
1: Yeah, well, AmeriCorps.
0: Um, there you go. AmeriCorps. It's a great well, one.
1: But the the other and and what I would say too is that it's not even we're not even, you know, when we say a day of service, there are so many ways to be in service that um, that just, you know, raise all of humanity. So whatever it is, Um, if it's around, you know, um, having, uh, you know, racial justice and equity, if it's, you know, LGBTQ, if it's, you know, feeding marginalized communities, if it's taking care of youth, right, you know, after school program, if it's climate change, you know, pick, just get up off your affirmation and go be, you know, do something. I think that's, that was, and that's that, you know, coming back to those quotes, um, cause I want us to, you know, you said at the beginning, we have those, this was my favorite thing, you know, getting ready for the show was finding these things you may not know about the, I have a dream speech, mm-hmm. but there's also in his, uh, letter from a Birmingham jail, you know, are other things that he says that are, that are challenging, that are kind of disturbing about pushing and resi- mm-hmm. and keep pushing and keep resisting and keep doing, um, moving and, and, and stop being comfortable kind of thing. Yeah. you know um so that's why there's create a culture of caretaking just go go use it Mm. and it not just the one day either i mean maybe you could you know one part of your life
0: life. (laughs) um so let's let's talk about the thing he is he is uh, in in contemporary contemporary culture probably most um uh, remembered for known by is that I have a dream speech that he gave on the March of Washington for jobs and, and, and freedom. And um, here are a few things you may not know about the, the, the speech itself. My favorite thing is the thing, which I think is becoming a little more common knowledge now that the part that we pretty much all love the best that we play the most that we quote often um, the, the most, the part, the part at the end, know with 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 boys and girls not being judged by the color of the skin but the content of the character that last part was ad-libbed um that was not part of the original script up to then it was sort of pretty much you know his usual you know not raising any hairs on backs of people's necks sort of speech but still inspirational people came to hear him he was the keynote um, but uh, apparently, the day before, he'd had he'd had a dream that he told singer Mahalia Jackson about, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm I'm bless his heart. The speech must not have been going well because apparently, Mahalia was like, "Tell tell them about the dream." Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like you know, like this is all good what you're saying, but like, come yep. on, man, you got to kick it into the next gear. So tell them about the dream, and that's when he he spontaneously, on the moment. Gives that the latter part, the end part of the I have a dream speech, and that's the part we remember the most. I keep hoping, keep hoping that that'll happen to me someday. (laughs) That you know, all the Sunday talks I give, all the radio shows we script out, that someday I will go off script and say the best thing I've ever said in my whole life. Hasn't happened yet. Well, Uh,
1: maybe it has, and you just don't know it.
0: I think I'd know it. Somebody would tell me, I don't know, I figure. Well, you know, he
1: he used that the "I have a dream" for at least nine months before the march on Washington, so it wasn't a new thing.
0: No, it wasn't. It wasn't a new thing, but it wasn't a thing yeah. he was going to include.
1: I know, I know. I just the, um, there, yeah. I, but that's part of this thing that I probably people don't realize is that it wasn't a, a new thing, but it was so powerful as you said you could hear you can hear a voice go tell him about the dream you yeah. know and it's it's mahalia jackson um and so he did so he threw out what he had prepared and i'm sure it was you know his advisors helped him prepare it um I'm,
0: I'm sure they did
1: yeah
0: i'm sure they did so what else what else about that day that we didn't know
1: well i that um that there were initially no women included in the event
0: mm. yeah even though, even though women were a vital part of the civil rights movement, mm-hmm. let's make no mistake, um, they were, they were initially not, you're right, they were initially not in, in, included, um, you know, sex, sexism, when we talk about intersectionality, sexism was still, still a big thing there. You
1: know, see, um, there were no women speakers, um, they were all men, um, but, um, um there was one woman on the planning committee, um. Mm-hmm. And she added a uh, tribute to Negro Women Fighters for Freedom to the program. So um, there was a, um, um, in uh, Medgar Evers' mother was, um, was scheduled to speak, I guess, for a moment. And she did not. The, uh, instead, um, there was a, just a couple moments to acknowledge this tribute to Negro Women Fighters for Freedom um and that a couple of women did get acknowledged but there were initially no women to be included in the event um, mm. which yeah, that's i think i think that's one of those where people i think kind of if you stop and think about it you're like oh yeah but to call it out um
0: yeah.
1: you know he, he again he wasn't perfect
0: no 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 he was not and uh you know uh no I, I think it speaks to, again, when we look at uh, women in the suffrage movement, right? Women not um given the right to vote for so long, and then even uh, that initial struggle when they were, it was black, it was white women. Uh, black women were 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 excluded um from, mm. from from the from the push as well. So yep, yep, yep sexism, sexism.
1: And then talking about since on about speakers that, there was of the 10 speakers on stage that day, a white labor leader and a rabbi. So, um, and also John Lewis, the late representative John Lewis was, he was one of the speakers as well, but the uh, Walter Reuther, who was head of the United Automobile Workers, one of the huge, huge powerful labor union. uh, He helped fund the March on Washington um, and he would march with King um, from Selma to Montgomery to protest uh, for the black voting rights um, and, uh, um, and a rabbi. So there's, you know, we, we don't, um, um, Joaquin Prince, the president of the American Jewish Congress, he spoke um, right before King did. And he said a great people who had created a great civilization had become a nation of silent onlookers, um, yeah. which was, he was talking of his experience as a rabbi in Berlin during um, the horrors of the Nazi regime yes and another asking america not to become a nation of onlookers that we must yeah, not remain silent uh
0: which we did unfortunately until pearl harbor which we spoke about last week
1: well and we still are kind of more silent than,
0: than we should be and 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 unfortunately we still live in a time where uh we still have uh nazi deniers uh, holocaust deniers sorry yes um, as, as well um, one of the things that I read that that happens in in Germany is um, when we speak of uh, German children taking field trips one of the things that they do is go to the graves of um, Jews who were killed in the holocaust and clean up the headstones and, and the graveyards mm-hmm. as, a, as, a, as a reminder that you know yes your grandparents great-grandparents might have been among those who allowed this to happen and we're not going to let you forget it therefore we're not going to do this re, severely reducing the chances of anything like this happening again i find it fascinating that it's still you know um anti-semitism and holocaust now has such a foothold here um and and again disappointed is more it uh, I think people conveniently forget that the Nazi party was huge here in the in the 30s and 40s in, in the United States they had they had big parades down uh, Constitution avenue as well um, there's, there's pictures of it it's scary um but uh um, great TV show recommendation on on hulu um man in the man in the high castle it's a fictional yes. it's fictionalization of if if Germany had won World War Ii and um, so I, I do encourage you to uh check it out. Um so um I wanted to I wanted to share um something um if we get to go on to that I wrote in that article um because again we 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 love to we love to honor honor Martin Luther King Jr. We love to uh make references to him and and again use use the quotes that don't make us uh, un- uncomfortable. Um, and it's become National Service Day, and we encourage folks to go and, and be of service. But, but I think um, for many of us, we we miss the we really miss the big invitation that, that um, his life brings us, which is um, what what we're doing that uh, the the work um, to to dismantle injustices, uh, anti racism work um, work work to right the wrongs if we will not simply be um you know uncomfortably complicit with them because they don't directly um affront us um so so um if you don't mind me reading a little bit sure um so i wrote this it says for many good white moderates referring to the quote um, from letters burman hand jail um that time where um, sorry, uh, so one of the quotes he wrote was there comes a time when we must take a position that is neither safe nor politic nor popular, but one mistake it because it is right. And he said for many good white moderates in quote that time was the murder of George Floyd on May 25th, 2020. They found their voices and began to address King's concerns of negative peace. They were no longer willing to passively accept the ongoing evil of systemic racism and took to the streets around the globe and for the first time in many New Thought Churches. Ministers and Congress risked being political and unpopular, even more than the 2016 election. We began to recognize our complicity. We stepped up and into the challenge of difficult and uncomfortable conversations of what we actually do, not just hold an intention to be the change we want to create. It's a good start. And let's be clear, it's only just that, a start. The work isn't done because we created new vision and mission statements dedicated to diversity and inclusion or held a few book groups. Change in culture, including ourselves and our churches, that has been centered in whiteness for centuries will take time. Dr. King reminded us that the ultimate measure of a person, he said man, I'm paraphrasing, of a person, is not where they stand in moments of comfort and convenience, but where they stand at times of challenge and controversy. So the question I have for you listeners is what is your measure and where will you stand? How will you stand? Um, I believe our invitation recently was not to ask yourself if you were complicit in this system of, of discrimination that's baked into so much of what we call the United States, not if you're complicit in it, But how are you? And are you willing to begin to at least admit that and then take a look at yourselves and see what is yours to do? I think that is the greatest way you honor the legacy of Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. Thanks well.
1: Freedom is never voluntarily given by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed.
0: Bingo 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 bingo
1: that's what he also said so me i have to um uh while i'm you know white body passing white body uh that means i um function in the realm as the internalized uh supremacy is the, the the womb from racism which means i need to demand as well
0: yes So we demand that you join us. We demand that you help us create a world of love, justice, and equity for all. You've been listening to With Love and Justice for All. We will see you next week.